Hello and welcome to the Arbor Vitae podcast. I'm Jason Sorotin, and today we are going to be tackling something I know you all care about, and that is testing, lab tests. And we're going to talk about full panels, no bullshit, with the Arbor Vitae leadership team. We have Justin Jeffries, Galen Kelly, Sandeep Dollywall, and Scott Patterson. Gentlemen, how are you? What's up? What's up? What's up? So we've been talking a lot about testing. Galen, you have been a a, a, a major uh, guy in our testing side, talking to all the vendors. Give everybody a rundown of what testing, for those who don't know, what getting your oil tested is like for a hemp company. Well, I'd say it, it not just me. It's a lot of Justin, you know, kind of hunting down good testing labs and stuff. Um, looking for... Uh, the big testing are full panels where you can get your cannabinoid profiles, how much CBD content, uh, your overall cannabinoids, pesticides, heavy metals, all the traces. Um, the big things though are your cannabinoid testing. So you know what your product is coming in at. Um, but as we found out, there's a lot of variables with, you know, how different labs test different product. Yeah. To say the least, Sometimes we're sending it to three different labs and getting three different tests results. So it's the same it, product of the same of the same batch material being pulled out, homogenized at the same time. I don't and, think we're alone in that though, guys. No, we're not, but it creates a it creates an interesting problem. And then how do you choose? And so what we did was we went out on the hunt for what we thought was a, a, some good providers. And um we found a couple that are working pretty well. The, the newest one on our on our list is New Bloom. Is that correct, Galen? That is correct. And New Bloom, New Bloom's very, they're a, a large respected lab. And that's one of the reasons that we went to them, right? Yes. And that Justin found them. I believe they're in uh, North Carolina. No, yeah, they're Justin, in Tennessee. They're in Tennessee. Yes. Tell me about what you were looking for, Justin, when you're, you know, trying to find a good testing. Um, you know, honestly, we actually didn't find, I didn't seek them out. We found them at the uh, Alabama, uh, uh, Austin Chandler from Alabama Hemp LLC had put on a show in, 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 Alabama, in Montgomery and I spoke at it and they happened to be there as a vendor. Um, so we got to know Jeff a little bit. We were using another group. Um, out of North Carolina, who's also a great lab. Um, and Jeff is, uh, I believe it's uh, DEA compliant or DEA certified. He's also a licensed, uh, you know, uh, lab for, you know, many other surrounding states. Um, you know, that's, that's actually a really good attribute to have that those states be certified to actually do that testing. Um, but he does, uh, he's very easy to communicate with. He's got like a 24 hour turnaround time. Um, I actually would love, like to have him on this podcast. I know. Um, but you know, we also work with some other labs, um, who do a good job for us. Um, and I think it's important to, to Galen's point earlier, it's important that we, as a large processor and as somebody that moves a lot of oil, not just, uh, to, uh, cons- you know, to manufacturers of consumer goods, but also to hopefully eventually pharmaceutical uh, manufacturers as well. And, and beyond that, um, that we are, we do the due diligence ourselves to 
seek out the best lab to work with, and also have multiple uh, labs test the same product from time to time just to give ourselves a good control to be gotcha. based off of. Got to do that. Yeah. What What are the things that people are mostly, Galen mentioned some of them that people are doing tests, but is there different kinds, like he was saying, full panel, just cannabinoids. What are the different kinds of tests one can order? And then why do we think that if you're not doing a full panel, that it's bullshit? <laughs> the, the the full panel no bullshit came from uh, we as uh, processors we take in a lot of uh, a lot of biomass right and the biomass game is kind of funny right because some of this biomass has been around for a couple of years um, biomass we don't have any way to regulate because we're not fully vertically uh, we're not vertical completely so we're not actually growing our material we're partnering with farmers and that's I love that business model. Um, but we don't have control of how they grew their material or what they use or what they planted prior to planting their hemp. Uh, plant is like a, a absolute sponge. It not only replenishes the soil, but it also extracts from the soil. Um, I was talking to, to totally go off on a tangent, talking to somebody this past week um, about using cannabis and hemp in brownfields for remediation. Um, and this is happening, like it's being approved right now um, for remediation of certain types of, uh, you know, contaminated areas. That means um, that you're, they're going to go in there and plant hemp for the sole purpose of removing toxins from correct. the soil. Correct. And that's, correct. Scott and I were talking about this the other day, Scott. You were mentioning that farmers are using it as a, a flip tool, right? Well, what it, what it is, is the plant itself actually does not strip the nutrient density out of the soil. Um, it actually enhances the soil. It also uh, naturally aerates it as well. So what what's, you don't have to turn fields like you do with other crops where you have to rotate in other things that help replenish the soil. The, the hemp doesn't actually pull that nutrients out. So you can continue to grow hemp year to year to year out of the same field and not degrade the soil. Man, I mean, every time, every day I learn more and more about the plant. I'm just like, yeah, but but going back to it, uh, circle back around. Sorry for the tangent. Um, we 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 we're requiring full panels on the biomass, um, not only for a cornerstone of our production because that's what we are putting through our system. Therefore, we produce crude that gets a full panel. So therefore, we have a full panel on the biomass, full panel on the crude, and then if it goes to distillate, full panel on the distillate, and then isolate you know, you would have a full panel on isolate as well. Um, we're urging, it started out because we started seeing some between us and a couple other of our processing partners throughout the US, we're seeing some pesticides pop up on some of the material. Um, and I don't know if it's because we're getting to the end of certain years materials or if we're kind of just working through it and it's naturally just popping up, but we are seeing some pesticides. We're seeing a little bit of heavy metals too. Um, a lot of times cotton carries heavy metals. Um, uh, you know, so if you plant directly after that, you do. There's also some other, you know, red flag crops that you would not want to plant behind. Um, I'm not the expert on that, but we can definitely bring one in maybe if we want to do a follow up podcast yeah, on this. Absolutely. One. Um, but, you know, we're looking for uh, obviously the good things are we're looking for cannabinoids. We're looking for terpenes, but we want to see what type of uh, residual solvents. Right. We're wanting to see any kind of heavy metals. Um, we're looking at like any mycotoxins, um, 
you know, we're looking for that, uh, any microbials, we're looking for anything that would, would offer any type of uh, negative read on any other batch that we're going to be doing let down the road. Um, and that I literally this morning had a guy ask me, well, if we're running to isolate, what does it matter if it has, if it has some pesticides in it? Like, and, and he has a point, they're probably not going to show up after you extract it, distill it, and then isolate it. The pesticide, if you've got just a little bit of reading of pesticides or it's, it's hitting the marker, it's, it's probably not going to show up in the isolate. But the whole point of having quality control all the way from the biomass, all the way through the process is important to us as Arbor VDA. So that's and why it, we say full panel, no bullshit. It depends on the process. upper limit of the of the pesticides and the heavy metals because there is a limit that you are allowed to intake um, based on you know what those numbers come back in the panel. But to touch on something that Justin you hit on a minute ago, all legitimate labs these days, because of certain rulings um, with the FDA and the DEA, all labs have to be DEA certified now. So every lab that we use is DEA certified because they're taking a material that has over that threshold of 0.03% THC. And they know it, they're allowing that. It's a work in progress oil, um, it's raw material. So every single lab that pops up now has to have their DEA certification. And, and let's talk about work in progress material for a second. There's been a lot of rules and speculation and do, what is it, has anybody come up with what the final say is on work in progress material? I don't think there's been a final ruling that, that, that clearly defines that. Um, and the DEA has sort of been sitting off to the side for now, <laughs> thankfully. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think there's actually been anything. That's a final ruling. There's been interpretations and people have kind of used that, I think, catchphrase to, to put it in a market. And I think it's a, a forward-looking, hopeful way to describe this material, uh, I think, in the hopes that the DEA's ultimate rulings will track that language. It's so funny. I was just about to ask Sandeep a question. Shuts off this camera. <laughs> Are you there, Sandeep? Did you really just leave? Couldn't hold his pee for one more minute? <laughs> Scott, I do think you're right. I think when they came out with that initial ruling, what was it, uh, seven, eight months ago, something like that, even everyone was scared that work in progress oil um, would be hit. And then the DA finally came out and said, okay, we're going to allow this uh, because we, we know that it'll be diluted down further to a, to a lower concentrate. But to, for manufacturing purposes, we have to allow that. That's when a lot of the labs had to get D, their DEA certifications. That's what drove it. That well, makes sense. We, we know that's, it is beneficial for us that we they allow that, right? But there will become a time where everything needs to be uh, T-free as far as a consumer product or a consumer-facing product, right? You think that's in the least, end? That's you don't, at least the way that I think that as far as big box. Like in a beverage, consumer, like in, in a Pepsi or Red Bull. Yes, big box consumer goods, uh, big box pharma. I guess all farmers big bugs. And, and you know what? <laughs> guess who's going to require a full panel? Them. Well, like the big, the big, exactly. That's, well, that's why, why that's why we're starting from now. If we're starting from the go. We're going to start, we're going to start being, you know, I don't know if all the other processors or all the other labs do what we do, but we're going to, we supply, when you work with us, 
that's our goal is to supply full transparency from, you know, from the biomass all the way through the process. And within our network, our farming network, we should have anytime they're going to grow a crop, they should get full panel testing on their soil. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to grow your plants in a bunch of poison. Huge waste of money. A lot of people will just do pH testing because obviously that's important too, but full panel testing on your soil to see what your what your crop is going to soak up is very important. Well, I was going to ask Sandeep this, but, you know, you know, I always get amazed when people cheap out sometimes and don't want to get something. So I'm curious, what is the cost difference between a regular, just a normal cannabinoid panel and a full panel? Uh, you know, a regular uh, cannabinoid test, terpene test is going to cost you anywhere from like 80 to 150 bucks. Uh, full panel is going to cost you anywhere from 450 to 750, depending on the lab and how, how much business you do with them. So it is a, it is a large expense, but you got to think if you're setting on hundred thousand pounds of biomass, it's well worth it. Right. To, to spend that money to at least have it, uh, you know, have that, that product tested um, and proven that it's, that it's viable. Um, us as processors, we, we test cannabinoids um, and do that through the batch run. And then once we have a batch run finished, we do a, uh, an average, we take an average sample, which means we pull from several uh, containers and then do a full panel on that because that's, that would be the batch full panel. Justin, take us through this test we've been doing internally that someone taught you called the freezer test. What's that all about? Why is it done? Um, freezer test is just, you're, you're using methane. Um, it's like a 10 to one, uh, methane to solution or methane to product, uh, shake it up, throw it in the freezer for 24 hours. Really don't even need that long. And all it, what it does is it separates the fats and, uh, the waxes, um, which is what, so a, a lot of times it's, it's really what the guys that are crashing into ice lit are looking for. Um, because Unwinterized crude is going to have it's going to carry. That's what winterization does. It, it cleans out all of the garbage. Um, so that's you're initially left with a winterized crude. You're left with a clean crude product with a low count of you know wax and lipids and such. Um, the guys crash into isolate. It jams up their systems. Uh, just runs. You know it's just not as efficient. Uh, so that's what they're all looking for. So a lot of guys we sell to they like to see that test and really just we take a picture of it and send it to them or we send it to them and they do it themselves. Sandeep, did you know that you left when I had my questions for you and, and then you came back when I was done? That was, um, that was convenient. Perfect. Well, what's, your, what, what's your question? I, I'd like to answer them now. <laughs> I, thought you were going, I thought you were going to change your shirt. But was your question, what do I care about when it comes to testing? Uh, cost. <laughs> yeah, cost. it was, it was, it was about, about cost. It was I about, about, I care about cost. It's important because, uh, you know, I mean, all, every time we run a test, you know, you run a test on the biomass, you run it on crude, you run it on distillate, you run it on isolate. All that stuff adds up. It, it does. We were talking about, you know, how much it costs and what the Are you finding that the places are willing to work with us on price if we do? more work yeah. with them? I, I think that Justin's done a great job um, developing relationships with a lot of these labs and, and they understand that we are in this business for the long haul, that we're not a fly by night kind of operation, just trying to 
you know, maximize the dollar today, that we, we have a, a very long-term uh, business uh, vision. And, and that's a partnership with people up and down the supply chain. Where, where do you guys think testing is going to be a year or two from now? Or is it going to be way more intense, easier? Are labs going to have it internally? I guess a lot of labs, manufacturers will have it internally as maybe not the normal chromatography route, but something a little, <clears throat> little easier to do financially. Um, but I think, yeah, technology will come out where maybe testing for cannabinoids at least is being done as you're making your product man um, that would be awesome <laughs> that'd be we so can, great we can do that now it's just not cost it's it, the just the cost is prohibitive at the moment um i i can i want to weigh in on that that question i think that testing will continue to be we'll, we should be able to i mean we'll eventually look at doing some testing in-house as far as cannabinoids just to be able to kind of manage our process for qc but i think that we will continue to see, um, you know, uh, large testing facilities open up, third party, um, something that can reg that will be able to be regulated, you know, by the government, by this, by on the state level and federal level. Um, as everything becomes more regulated, you know, everything becomes more controlled, more trackable. Um, just like with the MJ side in Colorado, we have to use metric, right? Um, all of the test results are linked directly to our testing facilities and all of them upload right into metric. So everything will be tracked. Everything will be more, we've even talked about Alabama. Um, we talked to the state of Alabama about doing this on a state level um, about tracking from all the way from seed, right? So literally, you know, you could pull up a COA on a, on a certain genetic uh, on a state website, right? Um, and it's, I think that eventually we will go that way um, as the industry progresses, as regulation sets in, as rules are made. Um, right now, it's just loosey-goosey. And again, this is a whole other podcast, but right now it's loosey-goosey. We don't have, um, um, there's just no, we're just so free young. for all. We, <laughs> right, we're just yeah. like doing the best that we can and trying to implement like, I, I love that what we're doing, and I love that we are trying to implement some processes, some quality control, uh, some put in some place, uh, some place, uh, you know, uh, operations and uh, a, a way to do business to where that it does show that we care about the process and about the product that we're putting out and that it's good and trackable. And, you know, that, you know, we can, even on our products, we have the, the UPC code tracks all the way back to the COA from the product that was put in the bottle, right? And that's why that, and just to that point, I think that's why third party testing is always gonna be important. Mm -hmm. Even if we can do some in-house, I think the end consumer should have the confidence in knowing that a third party, a trusted like government approved provider signed off on, hey, this is exactly what you're getting, X number of CBD per milligram, X number of total cannabinoids. They should have that assurance from somebody other than the five of us. It's cute. That that we it's, well, it's cute that you think people trust the government. That's really <laughs> cool. It's a lab that has government certifications. Like, <laughs> it's, it goes to the same point for us. I mean, one of the big takeaways here, talking about testing and the state of it now, is use multiple labs. We have learned that firsthand 
you should always use multiple labs because you, you never know the, the difference in the technology that these labs and how they're utilizing that technology. So it's, it's the kind of the same point. It, I mean, it's, I, I look forward to the day where there are reliable, really truly reliable labs and you can get really great results. I think it's going to be, I think the technology is just not there yet. I, I, I would like to. I would like to see a couple guys. I think we should. That's a great idea for another podcast. Bring a couple lab owners in here on our I would podcast love to. and have them have them lay down why their test results are so different. What right. are the variances? Something live on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like what? what oh my god, head to head testing. Head to head is testing. really good. Yeah, sixty one. This week on podcast. Yeah, but I mean, seriously though, like so. I won't well, name the names, but like we the had we had a customer that we ran their product for them, um, a farmer, and they got back their product, clear full panel testing, and then they had we sent off the product for sale, and that customer that that manufacturer had it tested, and they came they hit on a certain pesticide. Well, this particular farmer had never grown with pesticides. He was fourth generation. His dad's dad's dad grew on the same land and has never used that particular pesticide. I mean, it's it's just unfathomable. And it and you know, obviously it killed the deal for us, but obviously I turned right back around and had it retested and it tested fine. So it's just that one lab that was used, it hit on that one that one pesticide. And I wonder, and I've asked, I wonder if it's, if it's a cleaning issue. Is it a, are there uh, certain, you know, standard operating practices within the lab that need to be followed to a very tight, tight standard? And is the lab that you're using following tight SOPs? Are they, are they taking care of what they need to, to where we're getting a clear test result and a fair test result on product? Yeah, well, here I want to weigh in because one thing with the few calls I've had with these labs, a lot of people think you, they put their, you know, your crude or your distillate in with the sample that's been given um, into their chromatography and it runs it and it spits it out. This is 60% material. It doesn't give you a number. If you're looking for CBD percentage, that's all human uh, looking at it from a human level. It registers on a scale and there's a, a threshold you know, that it, that it has to be in and it has to be done correctly from the dilution of the material being put into the machine, but it doesn't give you a number. So there's a human element to it that says, hmm, reading it based on my chromatography and how I put it in, this is right at the threshold of 65%. Somebody else may have done the dilution incorrectly or is reading the machine incorrectly or a little bit differently and see that as 58%. So it doesn't give you a hard number, which a lot of people- is it? I'm sorry. What year is it? Why don't we? What? When we had that thing, the Purple Pro, you aim it at some biomass and it tells you what's in it. You don't have that for oil. That's That's, amazing. That's that's that thing works. I think that that thing is now. You you lay your hands on the bale and then you. Is that a a paper now? No, tell me what the Purple Pro did, though. I thought thought it was like um, one of those. Lasers. One of them laser things. No, you you grind. You take a, a, a sampling of flour or of biomass and you grind it up, and then it gives you an av- a rough estimate of how much THC or CBD content is in that flour. So it, it's just it's a it's a newer product that hasn't evolved yet, <clears throat> but in theory, it's good. 
Yeah, for, for on-site quick testing of biomass to kind of get an average percentage, that's exactly what we use it for. Um, I really screwed up that one. I had no <laughs> idea. I had no idea what the Purple Pro was. I could have swore I saw you guys using it, and in my head it was a laser. <laughs> that was the heat sensor gun to see how much heat our dryer was generating. Oh, yep, that's it. I'm really good with them gadgets, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 thank you guys for your time today. I enjoyed learning about full panels and all that stuff. I, it actually went places where I, I didn't know Galen knew so much about the inner workings of testing. So this was <laughs> Galen's brilliant. He's reading the Googles. Galen's got the Googles. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. Next time we get together, we're going to cover brokers, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then as Scott said, the very ugly. Uh, next week, we will discuss that. If you want to learn more about Arbor V8, go to arborv8.com. Go there, check it out. If you're looking at our retail products, go to shop.arborv.com. I'm not going to say that. Let me go back. Shut up, Justin. Here we go. I'm swallowing sunflower seeds. Thank you all for uh, thank you all for joining us today on the Arbor V Day podcast. On behalf of the team, we really appreciate it. Make sure you check out our website at www.arborvita8.com. And next week, we're going to be talking about brokers, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Make sure you check that out. Thank you, and we will see you next time.